0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Loaded Basis Podcast, Season 3, Episode 6. Today we're going to cover a number of different topics, including Alessandra and I debate, will Stephen Cohen's spend lead to uh, owners implementing a salary cap? The Mets have made a number of very good moves. Arguably, the team is better since last year. They've retained a number of their players who are important and in their great season in 2022, but... Stephen Cohen has spent $400 million, crashed through the Stephen Cohen tax, and going forward, a lot of owners may not like what that's doing to the state of the game. We're going to talk about if Stephen Cohen has made perhaps a mistake in doing this. Uh, we're also going to talk about the status updates on the Mets and Yankees, uh, both teams having some high profile players, and we're just going to get into what's next going forward and what both teams need to do, including some of the most recent signings, uh, re-signings, and some of the rumors that have been swirling, specifically about Carlos Carrasco uh, and James McCann. We're also going to give an update. We did not forget about the predictions we made. We have made predictions on the top free agents on the market. Spoiler alert, some of them are wrong. However... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> However, uh, some of them are right, and I think we should touch upon those. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get into it.
1: The following sports program is brought to you by the Loaded basis Podcast. This is New York, everybody leave.
0: So our first question, we're coming in hot today, immediately with a debate. Alessandro, in our personal text messages, you and I have pretty stark differences in how we feel about the future of baseball. Uh, Stephen Cohen has spent a ton of money this year. Uh, some may look at this and say, you know, th- he's what he's doing, if you look at most of the league Uh, Owners who are very, very wealthy, but not nearly as wealthy as Stephen Cohen, uh, who are not spending, and some may argue that what he's doing is going to raise alarm bells for other owners who don't don't like what this, the implications of 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 an owner spending wildly and increasing their payroll by ungodly amounts. Uh, You raised concerns that that other owners are going to see this and maybe object to it in the next uh, collective bargaining agreement. So just what are your concerns going forward? Do
1: you not think that's going to happen?
0: I honestly don't. um, And I I think it's way too early. um,
1: Didn't you like my text message
0: when I said they were going to raise the – when they were going to implement a salary cap? I, what I did was I liked, like, part of that message, but that's not, that's not, like, the specific thing that I was going for. Um, I, I think it's way too early to, like, have that conversation for a number of reasons. But I, I want to, like, first, because I think, I think you're not in the minority. I think a lot of people have, like, raised this question of whether, again, like, an owner spending this much money, like, is going to be problematic. Uh, Because, again, like the amount that Stephen Cohen has paid in taxes is more than the, the actual payrolls, uh, at least right now, of like six other teams. So I do understand, like, we're talking about not what should happen, but like well what might actually happen based on the behavior of other owners, right? Like they just don't want to spend money. They want to get to the playoffs with spending the least amount they possibly can. And so when you look at that mentality, and then you look at what Steve Cohen's doing, he is, very different than a lot of the uh, what owners, other owners are doing, who are like crying poor and not opening up their books. So, I think it's perhaps a valid question. I think maybe too early, but yeah. Well, what do you think? Well, of, like-
1: it might be it might be too early. I I don't want to be so, look. I will just the elephant in the room. I mean, it's a little ironic that like I'm the one out of the two of us that's raising the question when I'm like a Yankee fan and historically my the team that I've been a fan of has spent. You know, a lot of money, maybe not so, so much recently, although they did spend a lot of this offseason, but they they were the team. They were kind of one of the main reasons why the luxury tax was implemented in the first place, them and other big market teams. So I want to just like, I'm not like sitting here being like the Yankee fan, being like, Steve Cohen is spending too much money. Like, you know, I'm not. Yeah, no, like, it's not like salty. Yeah, I'm not, I, no, not I, salty I, I, like, at that. all. I actually think that Steve Cohen should spend money because he is just taking advantage. Of the system that's in place. What the, the what I was raising was. The issue that I was raising was, was this. The owners get together when a new owner is coming into the league. And they vote on whether or not they want this person in the league. And when Steve Cohen had his bid up for the Mets. And it was waiting to get approved. The owners were super shaky on allowing him in. Because he's a lot richer than all of them. He's almost $10 billion more, he's almost $10 billion richer than the Steinbrenners, who are one of the richest owners in baseball. He is one of the richest, if not the richest owner in all of sports, so their concern when allowing Cohen into the league was that he was going to drive up the price for all the best free agents and make it, you know, and, and tip the scale of competition in terms of what other big markets and then medium sized markets could spend on some of these players. So what I was saying is that like the luxury tax, Cohen, albeit beneficial for the players that he's signing because he's allowing them to set a new standard in terms of average annual value for that position for a top tier player. You know, if a player accepts X amount of dollars and they're one of the best pitchers in the game, that's now going to be the going rate, and that's great for the players, and they should take all the money that they want, and again, Cohen should should spend the money that he wants on them, but because of that, the owners are now in the next collective bargaining bargaining agreement, which we just got over, by the way, but is going to be up in the next four years, are going to say, I think it's time for a salary gap. because like, what can they do when they're when you have a guy who has. In, has an unfathomable amount of money. Has like has in some cases sixteen billion dollars more than the, than like some certain owners in baseball. What are you going to do when he's overshooting the average annual value on a player by seven eight years and that player is forty years old? I mean, wh- like how how can you even think about getting into the ballpark of that? And that and the and the price of players is inevitably going up in this semi-regulated market. But it's not really regulated. It's just the teams that have to pay a fat tax. But Cohen's saying, I don't give a shit about the tax. And he shouldn't give a shit about the tax. But I think he's going to just continue to spend an inordinate amount of money on his and running out these teams that are, like, not the best teams in baseball. You know, like, the the Mets are paying... uh, We were reading the passing tweet before we came on. The Mets are paying with the tax close to like four hundred and twenty million dollars in luxury and uh in payroll this year. And including the tax. Including the tax. Did I say not including the tax? No, no, but it just adds a Yeah, including yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Including the tax. Um they're paying close to four hundred and twenty million in salary for just this year and they're nowhere then not nowhere. They're not they're not like the most complete roster on the field. And so it's like if if you know I so all I'm saying is that I think that the amount of spending that he's doing is gonna scare the owners. And there's a majority of owners who don't really wanna sell their team. And would there's also certain owners who are like just dumb owners but have a lot of money and are don't really know how to spend it and kinda go out and make these signings. But they would also like kill like a small like farm animal in order to like win a championship. And like they're gonna be like, bruh. Like, we can do one of two things. We can like either like open up the vault on you, which I don't wanna get, I don't wanna put my conspiracy hat on, or we're gonna or we're gonna vote to implement a salary cap and then the players on that's the only thing the players have fought against. <laughs> like the entirety of the of the players association. The number one thing they don't want is a salary cap. So if the owners put that in, then all hell's gonna break loose. So I'm just raising the alarm bells a little bit. Again, I think he should spend the money because that he's not doing anything wrong. But it's the, the brashness of it that's, like, I think, going set
0: to the, set the owners off. Yeah. Okay, well, I do hear you in that a lot of the owners are not – they're bad actors in the sense that they are putting on a front that they are – I can see the narrative, right, in the collective bargain agreement. We can't compete with somebody doing this um and i will say right if you look at what's going on first of all i think that the current market the biggest effect on the current market is the fact that there are 13 playoff spots you have the cubs who were i think like a very not great team last year except in the second half had a like decent run and uh this year now are spending on players uh, you have the Brewers, you have the Cardinals, who are like neck and neck, um, both making additions. Like the Cardinals, uh, to, to upgrade, signed Wilson Contreras to a five-year deal, which was like, I mean, for a catcher who has defensive questions, very, very questionable decision. Um, and so that is now creating a space where you have teams bidding on, not even the Mets. Like, let's be clear, not even the Mets. They let Walker walk. They let uh, Bassett walk, Uh, you know, there's... Right, but they did replace them with high, valuable plays. Sure, but when you have more players going after the same players, you have fourth starters getting $68 million contracts, and that is a much bigger uh, contributing factor to the salaries of players increasing, not Stephen Cohen. And by the way, Stephen Cohen tried to get DeGrom... And money was not the difference maker. He wanted to go to Texas. So if you look at the actual like individual decisions being made and the players like decisions where they want to go, money has not been the factor that at play. The other thing is, most of the teams that we've talked about, as I mentioned, like six teams, are their payrolls, are not even as high as the Mets are paying in taxes, so if these teams are saying we can't compete because Stephen Cohen is, you know, spend outspending us, it's like you're not even spending what you can. So you have zero left right, to Right, but then you also with. have
1: certain small market teams that do spend a lot of money.
0: Sure. I mean, like, the, I think you brought up the Padres, like... The third smallest market, market But, and they probably might and lose... And they're going to go bankrupt, probably, by well, spending all the money. Well, they're going to probably... How are they going to make it back? They're probably going to take a loss, but, like, you have to imagine they're bringing a lot of seats. They're bringing a lot of people into the stadium. Are they? I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, like... I don't
1: know. Like, the Dodgers don't, like, you know, like, the Dodgers only sell out because people in L.A. are, like... Well,
0: market, so, their like, oh, market is so... They're so so are like... But, to a Dodgers game, but, but like, the nobody o- actually
1: gives a shit about the team. Like
0: the other thing, though, right, is like, is like if there's this sort of you know, boogeyman of like, oh, you know, the the Stephen Cohen is like gonna make you know make it like so we can't compete. It's like the Mets spent this much money and they're like not even projected to win the division. No, I, again, like I'm, I'm, you yeah. can't build a champion. Like you can literally like make if you were to spend every single year and like try to make upgrades at positions you'll reach a point very quickly where like you can spend a ton of money on players and you're really only making marginal upgrades so like you can't build championships like you can clearly see the mets spent a lot of money retaining players but their t- their payroll is like like you said if you include taxes in the 430 range the 430 million dollar range and they're still not better than the braves if,
1: if any other owner owned the mets there is no shot in hell that they would be willing to spend this much money to rep- to run the same, basically the same team back out on the field with like Kodai Sega. You know what I mean? So it's like, like they the amount of money they spent to try to just maintain like competition is insane. But it's also you have to remember other teams are responding to the market that's being set. And like the Mets are going out there and they're overshooting, but the Mets are
0: not setting the market though. I think that's it's not necessarily that they're setting the market,
1: but I think I don't know if if it's misleading. I mean, they gave Lindor a lot more money than what the what the actual market value was for him, and a lot a lot of years they gave Scherzer. Yeah, but teams don't
0: do that. Teams don't do other teams don't do that. Like the Texas Rangers just did that with Degrom. Like they just
1: did it with Grom because it's the trajectory in which the league is going now. So teams are trying to keep up with the fact that okay, wait like I I hate I hate to be like well Steve Cohen's throwing his hat in the ring so now to, but that's kind of is what's what's going on now. I think if, there if there you were less have a
0: team, competitive teams you would have less teams the, than on players like Juan Walker yeah. uh Jameson Tyone, who's like a good player but like the Cubs gave him a lot of money like I think that if again it's just it's teams are seeing now like hey we we can we can maybe like like get our way into the playoffs with like these marginal upgrades and that's what's making these players like the players. Now, that, hold on. the players hold that on. benefited most I don't are wanna, like the middle tier.
1: I don't want my argument. Like, hold on, let's get one thing straight. What is the point of the luxury tax? It's for teams to not spend an inordinate amount of money on their roster, and so that other teams can be closer in terms of salary. so that then, therefore, there can be more competition throughout the lead, Not necessarily, that hasn't necessarily been happening, but that is what the idea is, right? And let's not also forget, and this goes to your argument, let's not forget that this is also just a way for the majority of owners to make sure that they don't have to spend a ridiculous amount of money to compete. But at the same time, within that system, I'm just making the argument for why I think this is going to happen. In, within that system, right, if you then have an owner who comes in and says, I don't give a shit, about the tax, I'm gonna go way over it, then now the competitive balance tips because now you have a team that's always out willing to sign every big free agent every single year and not worry about, okay, wait, I might have to pay this much in tax, I might have to worry about this amount of investors that own part of my ownership. Like Most teams operate that way and now you are adding in somebody into the mix Who is willing to just basically go against that. And part of the reason why they allowed Cohen into it, and this is this isn't speculation, this is fact. This is what was been reported. Is that Cohen made Cohen told them, like he basically was like, I give you my word that I'm not gonna go crazy with spending. I'm gonna like I'm gonna go adhere to like the luxury tax, I won't go that crazy. And I'm not saying that Cohen even went that crazy. Like, like I do think. Don't get me wrong. I think giving forty-three and a half million to Max Scherzer was insane.
0: I don't think it was. I think uh, it was insane. The Dodgers. But hold on, wait, wait, the Walters Dodgers. I'll circle back to it. I'll, I'll, I'll circle. What was not, the Dodgers' offer? It was like thirty-seven million for two years, like a year per per year for and two what, years. And what? Okay, wait, stop, stop. Okay, so no,
1: never mind. We're circling back to it now. You just said the Dodgers offered him was thirty-seven million a year, which goes to my argument. The 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 going rate. Last year, when the Mets were going to offer Scherzer the contract going into 2022, right? So 2021 offseason, the going rate for a starting pitcher at top-tier value was $37 million. Why? Because Garrett Cole's contract was $37 million a year. That was going to take him $37 million, not deferred money. He was going to get paid $37 million in the final years of his contract, as well in the beginning years of his contract, and he was 30 turning 31 years old. So the Dodgers turned around and they offered him what? They offered him $37 million a year because that was the going rate and he was, and he was, he was turning 37, 38 years old and you were going to sign him for two to three years, right? So that's $37 million. Now, the Dodgers were smart because they were like, okay, we'll offer him 37 and he'll probably ask for 38 or 38 and a half, 39 and then we'll give it to him, you know, because that's how negotiating works. You start off, you tell them what you want. They start off with a high number because that's what they want the Mets went, they skipped over thirty 38, they skipped over 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 40, they gave him 43 and a half million. They gave him seven and a half million dollars more per year, a pitcher who's 38 years old than the highest valued pitcher in the market at the time. So, I'm not saying that you don't go out and you don't spend premium money on a pitcher. I'm saying as it relates to the rest of the league and what the league is afraid of is they're afraid of an owner coming in willing to spend a ridiculous amount of money so that he can get his guy. And he should do that because he's allowed to do that. But what I'm saying is, is that he should walk a little bit on thin ice because if he's not careful and he continues to do this year after year where he overshoots the average annual value of a player and then sets a new going rate for that player. The rest of the owners might get tight because now all of a sudden they have to spend 43 and dollars on a top tier pitcher rather than $37 million on a top tier pitcher. now Degrom got 37 million, but he got it for five years, but sure. Verlander just got 43 million and he got it for three years. So when you take that and you extrapolate it, right. And you, and you sort of stretch it out into a, five year deal, I mean
0: Yeah, but I think the so teams there's... are trying
1: to match team the way the one thing I will give you is this. The teams have figured out a way around offering somebody a ridiculous amount of average avenue value and giving them a ridiculous amount of years. But that's still tying a team down to those contracts in order to be able to retain the player that they really absolutely want. I mean the Phillies gave Turner eleven years. The Yankees gave Judge nine years. The uh the Rangers gave DeGrom five years. Now, DeGrom was going to go to Texas anyway because he's a moron. I that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> I mean, DeGrom, by the way, if I'm a Mets fan, I'd be done with him. He sat at the press conference real quick. Side note, he sat at the press co- conference and said, when I got the call from the Texas Rangers, I was really excited because I knew this was an organization that wanted to win. It's like, yeah, first no, of all, it, it fuck you. Your team just spent $420 million to go out and fucking win. And fuck you again because the Rangers won 68 games last year and the only thing they've done is sign you. So have fun. Yeah. Exactly. No, well
0: so here's the thing. Like t- two things. One again, uh I still think this argument just falls flat when when it's like the reason why that Scherzer, the Mets signed Scherzer is because to the Mets who are a very incomplete team when Steve Cohen took over this team is like the twenty twenty off season. This yeah. was an incredibly incomplete team. Max Scherzer means a lot more to the Mets I, I than he it. does to the Dodgers. I get it. Teams routinely this is not unique to the Mets. Teams routinely arguing about spend why they more. It. No, but we are I just said
1: I, but I hold on. I just said that teams spend a premium on getting top the team play the guys. they want. Yeah, but yeah. they but but they just completely overshot the mark the Dodgers who are one of the richest team, uh, teams uh in baseball and But they offered can affor- Yeah, but
0: they can afford to not Sign Max Scherzer way more than the Mets could afford not to sign Max Scherzer, hold on, hold on. which is this. why the Mets and also like very marginal AAV different. Like, yes, I know that's he's not like, a
1: marginal AAV difference. I it's mean, like less than $10 dollars a but year. The, like, that's really don't...
0: not. And for two years, come on, that's like that's teams not even. Teams don't operate
1: that way. It's about because well, it, they do it, in the not, short term. They're not operating in a vacuum because they understand that okay, if I spend forty-three and a half million dollars on this dude, then the next guy that comes around who's this good who I want. Is going to be worth more than forty-three and a half million now because he's going to be one. Yeah, going but it, again, it was because, because it was
0: on a short-term deal. Like Max Scherzer uh, over a five-year deal, not making no, it does because the reason why. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander's contract are so similar is because they're very similar players. You're not comparing a Max Scherzer to a Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole's getting 10 years. Justin Verlander got different $43 ages. million because Max Scherzer got $43 million. That's what I'm saying. But who you're, gave you're Max, Max Scherzer $43 million? Because you're comparing these two players. Like, these are these When are was the going players.
1: rate for a pitcher $43 million before Max Scherzer?
0: Well, it wasn't because Max Scherzer came along and was Max really Scher- good at age 38. But that,
1: but it, okay. But logic would tell you if you were dealing in like the realm of like reality in terms of like how I want to spend my money that you wouldn't give a thirty-eight year old pitcher. You might give him premium dollars, but you wouldn't give him forty-three um, and a half million. I remember million the dollars. Randy
0: Johnson contract years ago. Like obviously the actual dollars are different, but like at the time when the Yankees signed Randy Johnson, I was like, holy fuck! They gave him how much money? Like this, like this just ha- like teams will determine what they are willing to pay for agents. Like that we agree on. I don't think this is unique to the Mets. And also, like, we agree that the reason why the Mets are spending so much now is because they had so much work to do. Yeah. And they had to re-sign like seven players. I'm not to the spending. Also, if you look at their like contracts going forward, like you look you look at what Bassett got, you look at what uh Taiwan Walker got, and it's they're by year three, the Mets right. are the still Mets, saving the Mets,
1: regardless, had to over spend, $70 million. If the Mets wanted to be relative this year and wanted to be competitive this year, they were going to have to spend a lot of money. That was inevitable, right? Now, most owners probably wouldn't have done that. They would have probably been like, okay, this year we're not going to be that great. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this team can do. But the Mets, luckily, they should thank the lucky stars. They finally have an owner who's willing to spend the money. But you name me one team who is negotiating with Max Scherzer, any team in the league, even the Yankees, any team that could use him, because believe me, the Yankees could have used him last year. Any team that could have used him. And they're negotiating with Max Scherzer. They say, we're going to give you $37 million. Max Scherzer says, okay, I'm going to go around. I'm going to shop that offer. I'll come right back to you. Comes back to them. Hey, guys, I got a $43.5 million. Name me one team that's going to match that. Again,
0: maybe No team's going
1: to match that. And and, and so it's the consistency of doing that. Where teams are going to go, I can't fucking compete with the amount of dollars that are being given to this player on top of the fact that now that's going to be the going rate. The next great pitcher who becomes available, who's like 32 years old or 30, no, rather like 33, 34 years old, is going to get paid $42, $43 million because that's the going rate for those pitchers. I understand the high AEV in terms of short Short years. Short term, yeah. I get that, 100%. But why not 39, 40? Why not? 38 39 40 41 42 you went straight to 43
0: and a half million dollars it's kind of crazy i'm not saying that i'm not saying that in this case the mets like didn't contribute to like the the market being said but like that that it just it's like yeah the mets happened to set the market for a 40 whatever 38 year old pitcher like that's yeah i'll get like that is sure in this circumstance the Mets set the market for a particular player but again teams like set the market every time a play like the next time an Aaron Judge comes along they'll look well, at on. this Aaron Judge contract here, here is something the that next time a Correa argument. comes along they'll look at the Correa contract like these con like it's not unique to the Mets I, I just I'm sorry I think it's it just,
1: is I think it's unique because of the amount of money that they have but it's uh, what what will help your argument is this the Mets gave Lindor 10 years 34 million dollars a year and not one of the free agent shortstops topped that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true. Not one of them topped
1: it. They were all went for low AAVs in terms of what Lindor got, and because all the teams were basically like, "We're not doing that." Well, so also, but Correa, they could, teams could also Correa put was
0: or Lindor was what twenty seven? Correa is isn't he like twenty eight or twenty or he's like around he's that? Age, age, but and he's better. He's objectively better than Lindor.
1: He's incredible. Um, but I, yeah,
0: I mean, but hold on, but that's like
1: the, the me- only what- reason why the teams were able to say, okay, listen, this is what you're going to like The like the Phillies gave Trey Turner 11 years, uh, Swanson got seven, um, Xander got 11, Correa got 10. The only reason why these or 11 or whatever. The only reason why these teams were able to put their foot down, not giving them, the same amount of money that Lindor got is because the Mets didn't need a shortstop. You know what I'm saying? If the Mets were in the bidding for a shortstop, Correa would have gotten like 36
0: million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I do in uh, in the sense, but like again, like. And listen, then think I about. I don't think wait, that then think about you this. can look at these contracts because and be like, "Oh, the Mets like the, again like listen, just because like the Mets did overpay for these few players." I don't think that this it's is something that's cause, immediately it, saying okay. it's unique to the Mets. It's maybe not. They, um,
1: they are setting the market when they when they when they sign these guys. But what ends up happening is that other big market teams go, okay, there's a big market team spending a lot of money on salary and on players, so we want to compete as well, and we have money to do that. So now we're going to do the same thing. Fuck the luxury tax. I guess we're going to pay more. That's what the Yankees did this offseason. The Yan- Yankees did the same shit. The Yankees were like, okay, wait, we need to get Judge. We need to get Rizzo. That was just to bring back the team. Then we need to go out and get be- better. So they got out, went out and got Rodone, And now they're going to need to do a little bit more than that. So their Yankees are going to be spending a good amount of money this year too. And then you're going to see other teams moving forward do that. The Dodgers are going to probably be on Otani along with the Mets. You know, what are they going to end up spending next year? You see them setting up their payroll to be big. So as the big market teams start to get their beak wet and start to drool a little bit and start to be like, oh, wait a second. We can actually, like, completely crush the Rays because I don't have to fucking worry about operating my team like them anymore. The other, the majority of the teams, which are the less, because the, the big market teams are, like, a, a handful and then there's the remainder of the teams, are going to push for a salary cap. Now, will it be
0: done? I don't know. But they're going to push for it. At yeah. least, I guess. I guess I just see that, like, if you look at the actual implications of, like, even if you want to say, like, I do, I disagree, but even if you want to say, like, look, this is clearly something we have to worry about, or at least let's let's even change the argument. Even if you say owners are going to say that, right? Because again, I know you're not saying that this is what should happen. You're arguing, yeah. like, listen, based on what we know about owners, this is what I think is going to yeah. happen. It's objectively not good for the sport what i see happening is that again it's not actually really having like that much of an impact on the games and like the competition and the field because you cannot buy championships i will also say that if you look back at some of those yankee teams like 2005 the the yankees not to be fair the caveat is not counting luxury tax but if you look at the difference between their payroll and the second best payroll, which was like the Mets or the Red Sox, I would have to double check, but um, I believe it was the Red Sox. The difference between their payroll and the second best, which was the what Mets or Red Sox, was proportionally higher. And then what happened? Than what it was between the Mets and, and the second of all, best. And first those teams
1: were mid- Right, so the Yankees were spending a ridiculous amount of on bringing out Gary Sheffield and Jason Giambi. Sure, but I'm saying it's like hardly and a new Bubba concept. Crosby and Miguel Cairo. They were trash. Those teams were with fucking paying Carl Bavano, who never got on the field, and K. Igawa, who came over from Japan and was
0: garbage. Yeah, but ultimately, what I'm saying is like this is not a new phenomenon. Team spend, and, like, you can't argue that this is, like, having an enormous impact on the competition. Because, again, the Mets are still I, not projected to, like, I know projections aren't everything, but, like, they're not projected more wins than the Braves. The Braves the way, are better.
1: I think the way the CB, this the...
0: And then, by the way, I just will say, the Mets are not going to do this going forward, like, in the future. Like, they might outspend other who. teams... I just think they're doing this because they had seven free agents this year. Their, their payrolls going forward are not going to be like 400 million, 300 million. Like they're going to be high. They're going to be like the Dodgers probably. And like the Yankees, they're going to spend like the big market team that they should. But I don't think Steven Cohen is just going to go out and like, be like, I'm just going to spend on free agents. He wants to develop prospects. Like the Mets don't have prospects well, why to trade. Why? Because why it's go been out? three years since he's started owning the so, team. So what? He doesn't trade prospects either. Like he's no, no, no I'm not prospects. saying
1: trading I'm not talking about trading his prospects. He's been three years since he started the team, so why not just begin that process now? Why do you have to go out and spend because he
0: sees that the team a ridiculous amount uh, so of money because, to fr- run out
1: quite like quite literally like not the best team of all time. I Their think, but I think he's,
0: I think he's doing. That's I, I don't agree with that, but I think what he's the doing is pretty bad, bro. With uh, well, separate t- conversation, but I yeah. think what he's doing with the team now is actually been quite good, and I think he's doing the best he can with like what's available. I like,
1: think he's done a great job with the team. Look what happened. I mean, like they were good in the first half of 2021. Then they, they were, they were good all throughout the face. year. 2021. Oh, 21. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, 21 was disaster, but he only did no, 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 like, one year. Like, but 2021, they were good. They were so good that first half. And then they fell on their face. Also, I
0: will say but, 20, like you have to also account for like the, what, 20 to $24 million that they owed Cano. Like it just, it, it matters. Like these things matter. And it's just like, y- you can't, Exp- like based on the last three years when again he inherited this very incomplete team again. you had holes everywhere like but, but I, but and you ar- had to so- like you had to I, fill the these arguments players. that you're making to me don't justify and they're very fiscally responsible contracts like so like they'll have i think short term 126 great million dollars by the time pete,
1: a- pete along is yes, a free agent in twenty twenty four. everything you're saying is 100 percent right but I, none not, of these are it's, prohibited it's not like we're not it's like I feel like we're having two different arguments. You're talking about how great these contracts are because they're short term, they're gonna all be off, off off the books in the next two to three years. That's
0: great. I'm saying and, no matter what and angle they you had look at this spend, from, owners they have do, no leg to stand on by complaining.
1: They had to spend all that shit, but what I'm saying is one area where I think they do actually have a legitimate gripe is the amount that he chooses to spend for top tier free agents, he oversets their value by a lot. By a lot. And Verlander was on the market. He got him $43 million. And that's what Verlander was going for. Why? Because he paid Scherzer $43.5 million when the Dodgers were offering him 37 Put the battery in my back with that. You shouldn't have told me that. Once you told me that, it was over. All right. Well,
0: I, again, I, I I don't disagree. The Mets set the market on those individual players. So but, that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: if they were to but, continue. You said at the beginning of the pod, it might be a little early. And you're right. It might be a little early. Like, if he goes out next year and spends 50 million on Shohei Otani, am I going to be like, look, he's overpaying? No, because Shohei Otani is going to get 50 million. I was going to say, yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Yankees can give him 50 million, the Padres, the Dodgers, River, the yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the Rangers. Anybody can give him 50 million. And was, I and I will say also just to, to Texas, conclude like
0: this segment, like. If if Stephen Cohen's doing this like every year, then I maybe I would say. But I'm sorry. As long as there are what like half the league is like under 100 million dollars, who are owned by billionaires, I, I they have zero leg to stand on, and that doesn't make any sense for the sport. It's not a good. It's not good for these fan bases. It's not good for like half the country watching unplayable teams. So, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, yeah, moving I mean, on. We're at Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, so moving let's on. Do, uh, the 10 heavy segment. On the next- yeah. All right. So, status update on the Mets and Yankees. Um both yeah, have yeah. both yeah, both have inked a lot of pl- money to players. Uh, yeah. I want I want to start with the Yankees. Like they signed Carlos Rodon. Uh there've been no so, baby. They there've been like things surfacing on Twitter like um which I I hate to start a segment like that, but it's just it, I I got pulled in where I saw people posting like the Mets rotation and like the Yankees rotation and just being like which New York team has the better rotation, which they do this every year. It's like fans well, it's claim because, right. uh, the Yankees rotation is better. Like I don't think boy, it's even close. Your, your boy, uh, or maybe it's like somewhat close. But who's like, the,
1: who's the former Mets GM who's on MLB Network?
0: Oh, like uh, Jim Jim Duquette? Bowden. Jim Duquette. Oh
1: Jim Duquette. Okay, never mind. Maybe it was somebody else. I think it might have been Jim Bowden. But somebody ranked the best rotations in baseball and they had the Mets one. Yeah, the because they two. do
0: that to get clicks. But yeah. Um no, I mean like look, any player on the Yankees roster or or rather and in their rotation, you could you could definitely say could be their ace like at any given time. It's like insane. um it's insane. You're you're getting essentially when I see the Yankees rotation, you're getting at least 2 to 300 quality quality innings. Um Carlos Rodon adding him to that rotation uh, you add somebody who misses bats at a, in a, a very high percentage. He's a thirty-four percent strikeout rate. Yeah, somebody stealthy. who does put the ball in the air like a little more than you'd like. He's yeah. playing in San Although Francisco. They, they did.
1: They they did. Um, you know that's a little I concerning. Saw, I but... saw someone take all of his home runs uh, at home and on the road, and wh- where they would be, or no, actually I think it was just it was just home because why would they do on the road? It was just home. Um, home runs. Yeah. and where they would be. Like, would they be home runs in Yankee Stadium? Yeah, and only three of them were.
0: Okay, so I, I mean, that yeah. that. Uh... So I mean, look, he's uh, if you miss bats by that many, like you're gonna like again. This is so, just oh, another. I meant.
1: Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was actually outs. And three of the outs
0: were actually home runs. Okay. That would make that make more sense. Yeah, yeah. It was out. Cause was I was outs. like, I think San Francisco is yeah. a little bit bigger. <laughs> <than Nick laughs> but yeah, um, no, but uh, no, but so like, look at the end of the day, this is uh, like a very high risk, high, like high reward. Maybe a, not yeah. super high risk, but he's going to a pitcher's park, but his ground ball rate, like you kind of want to see like the typical Jamison Tyone, like Frankie Montas uh, model where you get a ton of ground balls he gets a fair amount of ground balls, probably a few too many fly balls, but ultimately the K rate and the stuff should play anywhere. Uh, and so he's going to be fantastic. The innings may be a question, but then behind him you have, I mean, come on. Like you have uh, Nestor Cortez, who is a control monster. Like he, you're not worried about that regressing because it, yeah. he has so pinpoint accuracy, and he always has. He just put it together. You have. Um, uh, uh, Severino, Severino, yes. Thank you. The, uh, who's
1: on the last year of his contract, so he's going to be pitching for a new contract. Yes, and that, that yeah.
0: historically, uh, and I don't if think coming back with you out there. Well, if you look at players pitching, at it, it's actually pretty consistent across the board. Like we've, I've seen so much on this. Players on their last year, their contracts, like typically perform a lot better. Yeah. Um, which is like obviously no surprise. And then I mean then and then you have Montas, and then you have Montas. who I think should rebound. Like he was injured. You saw the velos dip. Uh, after August, after he was acquired, like just kind of unfortunate.
1: But um, but with Montas, you also, like, if you, as a failsafe, you do, I don't know, they might end up training Herman, but you do have Herman and Schmidt to fall back on. Herman was really good last year. Like, I understand we all want to write him off. We should. Uh, what he did was horrible, like off the field, we get it. But he was been good. He's been a good pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, so they had the starting depth as well. The Rodon thing, quickly, uh, it's crazy how how that signing makes him feel completely different. They still need to get another bat because they're essentially running the same ba- the same team back as yeah. with Carlos Rodon. Um, but he, you're getting a guy you who you're in win now mode because this is a guy who doesn't have a ton of movement on his pitches and relies heavily on velocity. And he's has has had two. He's had two major shoulder injuries on the same shoulder. You're talking about Montes. I'm talking about Rodon.
0: Oh, Rodon. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because I, I, would, I, I would kind of disagree. I do think he has a fair amount of uh, moving on his slider. It's just he does rely on velocity. Right.
1: So once the velocity goes,
0: you yeah. Know, question. What
1: like back. what like what what's going to happen then? So you you're kind of eating like three years of that deal. Just because he's kind of prime to break down. I believe he's thirty one.
0: He is twenty nine. He but, is? Yeah, but he's oh. he's gonna be thirty. Oh, the only God, thing God. is though he only so you has have until you, you have him until thirty six. Yeah, but the only thing is though, he only has like eight hundred fifty innings in the majors. Because Well of that injury. also
1: because we have to also remember that he was a guy who was drafted high yeah. and then kind of fizzled out because of injury. Because of injury, yeah. and then he went to San Francisco, had two great years, and now the Yankees signed him to the six-year deal, and I, he's been great. But like, you know, and the
0: San, the Giants wanted to be players for him, so I think it's that risky. is a vote of confidence. But I think it. it
1: and look, it, it's it, it's, it's twenty-seven it. million a year, about ballot, like yeah. You got so. to win now, so but so they got they got to go to move now to win yeah. now, yeah. and then so then they also brought back Judge, they brought back Wizzo, and they let Benettendi go. To the White Sox, so they're looking yeah. for a left fielder.
0: Yeah. All right, let's do the Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Um, I would say there are still question marks about their bullpen, but I have I struggle with like if the rotation actually got better. I think that you look at Jose Quintana, who's I mean a couple of years ago with the White Sox, he was dreadful. Uh, he was ultimately not that great. He re- he found his. Uh, stride again with the Pirates of all teams who are, like, the most fucking backwards organization yeah. uh, fundamentally, philosoph- so philosophically. Um, but, I mean, ultimately was great last year and gave the uh, Cardinals and um, Pirates a, a fair amount of innings. So, um, you know, that he's a workhorse and I think he should give you, you know, a fair amount of innings. But, um, I mean, 2021, 63 innings, like you can't really look at 2020 like he's going to give you a well, lot so of innings it's, it's a little risky. the cubs in you know what like 2019 170 innings the year before yeah, 174 rat, yeah um 2017 you have to go back uh 188 innings i mean that's now we're just going back to like a long time ago but mm-hmm. he's probably going to give you a, a decent floor um and you know he's a con- he, again another player that uh, you know has a lot of control and that's his main calling card and he gets to land in a very good pitchers park. So that should be really helpful. The big obviously thing is Kodai Senga.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, great contract. A lot of teams worry about his control. I've heard uh, several people say like, he's going to be a reliever potentially in the majors at, at like his floor. Um, I think that like his contract, if you look at like ho- uh, you say Kikuchi, who's, you know, uh, had more innings pitched and like, I'd say more volume, like, uh, year over year and total that was like a, a very marginally like in terms of the year per year dollars say kikuchi made like 13 million he's making 15 and his upside if you listen to like what people say about his forkball the ghost it is called the ghost um <laughs> the ghost it, that's like fucking bananas like
1: yeah like Oh, God. The Merchant of Death.
0: Yeah. No, no, that sounds (laughs) terrible. So it's like the upside is there. I do think people are, like, if somebody who has not pitched a pitch in the majors, that's your number three. I don't see why there's not more questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so it's like the stuff we know is there. The fastball velocity is there. The secondaries are problematic. And that's like your number three. Part of me is like, I don't know why you wouldn't maybe pay a little more for Bassett. He was more reliable. I get it. He's like in his mid thirties. The K's are not really there. You wonder if he's gonna, but he's pitching in a pitcher's park. He's also a ground ball pitcher. Though. He is a ground so ball it's pitcher. Like, well,
1: who gives a shit, about right? The K's,
0: yeah. And and ground ball rates like it's not that big a deal because yeah. that's something that doesn't age poorly. the vo- right. if you're, it's like velocity yeah, exactly. ages poorly, yeah. So you kind of had this like workhorse, and that I I honestly like would have preferred Quinta, or excuse me Bassett and Kodai Senga versus Kodai Senga and Quintana but which leads me to my next point they're talking about trading Carlos Carrasco who last year very serviceable lots of innings he's making 14 million this year like the Mets picked up his option don't get it um the Mets also picked up uh Omar Narvaez which is relevant because there's rumors that they would package James McCann in a trade. Yeah. So what do you think I mean what is your thoughts on like this shuffling of Mets players? Um well I I worry because about the Braves, you
1: know, I don't know how good the Phillies are going to be. Um but I just look at the National League as a whole, I look at the analyst. I think a lot of stuff gets overhyped when you're in the offseason. So, like, the Phillies got Trey Turner, and now all of a sudden like, the fact that they were, like, completely mid in the regular season last year doesn't matter. But they did go to the World Series last year. Um,
0: they're also not going to have Harper of... for, like, half the season. Because he's injured. No, he's, he's shoulder surgery. Oh, fuck. I did not know that. Shit, I didn't know that. Um,
1: so, there you go. So, but, um, you know, I think essentially it's what we said in the earlier segment, which is I think they they spent a lot of money to essentially bring back the same team. With a slightly riskier... Like, they have a higher upside, I think, on their rotation than they did last year. Because last year, you kind of knew what you were going to get from these guys. Yeah. You knew the picture that Bassett was. You knew Taiwan Walker was. The, what you were able to extract from Taiwan Walker, I think, was more value than what most people thought they could have gotten from him at the time when you had him. I'm not talking about right now. But when you had Taiwan Walker, they got a lot more value. I mean, I think... Didn't he get DFA'd from the
0: Mariners? Didn't they cut him? Wait, or, who are you talking about? Walker. Walker, uh, no, I don't know, I don't think he got DFA'd, he just didn't get... I think but he, he wasn't great,
1: no, was no, my point. No. So
0: the Mets extracted a lot of
1: value from him. Um, so I just think that there's higher upside, because you knew who those pitchers were, kind of, with this rotation right now. But there is higher risk, because like you said, what is Kodai Senga going to be? You know, is he going to be able... There's kind of speculation on what he did in Japan. We don't really know. If you look at the ba- baseball reference, it's a little confusing. It says that he didn't start any games for the past five years. Can't be true. Um uh and then you have uh Jose Quintana, like you said, thirty-three, thirty-four years old, fifteen hundred strikeouts, um, but you know, has been has bounced around, you know, was mid two years ago, was pretty good last year, and then the who am I missing? So they're, they're and then and then you're also relying on two 40 year olds. I mean, albeit great pitchers. one coming off of a Cy young. I mean, one coming off of a Cy young, yes. But again, I mean, like, I'm I don't care, like, I'm beating the, the head over this drum. Like, these guys are pitchers, you know, they're not like in the NBA or they're not like, like, they're not quarterbacks. Like, these guys if are
0: using a fair amount of risk. I've no, I don't think fair, So, wrong I
1: just, I'm just talking about like sustainability throughout 162. I would say that there's a lot of there's a lot of reward that could come from that rotation if all goes well, but I think there's also a lot of risk. And then when you look at the offense, um, you know, I think the Mets desperately needed to get another bat and they brought back Nimmo. Now they brought that Nimmo on twenty million dollars a year, eight years. So now they've kinda locked him up. Also an injury risk though. So last year was his first like fully healthy year. Yeah. No, was great. I, I, he was great I, last year. No, 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 but I I do
0: agree I that... mean you
1: take his numbers any day of the week. Like on on paper, you look at Nemo and you go, "This guy's." And also, if
0: you're in a win now window, like you don't want to be looking at what's out there on the on the the right. And again, the Mets,
1: the Mets, the Mets set themselves up to win now. So I think when you're a team, and this would be an interesting take, maybe to maybe to close things out. Well, we're gonna do our free agent predictions still, but are we? We said we were going to. I guess I guess we could. I could also edit it out because we're at 45 minutes right now. Yeah. We'll do we'll okay. it. We'll, okay. Um We'll we'll breeze through it. When you uh no I lost I forgot what I was saying. When you um when you look at the team and you spending you know, you bring back Noah, they still need another bat. What are they gonna do with D H? They're running out Naquin and uh Vogel back again?
0: No, they're they're running out Vogel back. <laughs> <Running> out Vogel <laughs> and back. Alvarez yeah, exactly and, and Yeah.
1: So it's just like they need they need to get another bat and they're still and they, so they need to make some savvy trades. They need to get rid of uh, the the Navarez, uh, deal. uh Navias Navias sorry deal. That's my bad. The Navias deal. Um, it was confusing. It was confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the, know. I mean, what he, are you like, do with I, James I w- McCann. I will say that basically norm- got James McCann in yeah. the in the in the signing. You know, he kind of is like James McCann. So I I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. let's uh, Fair we, enough. we
1: gotta we gotta do this
0: yeah all right. So we are gonna touch upon very quickly uh let's as we wrap. As we wrap up, so I, I kind of want to start. It's with... an update, though.
1: It's not the complete list. No, no,
0: no. We are just providing an update because Alessandra and I. Uh... Let's
1: just go through the ones that like we got on the money, and then we'll save okay. the other ones. Okay. Okay. Like, the...
0: All right. A sneak peek, if yeah, you a will. A sneak right. peek. Right. Yeah. Just, uh, for, I will say, not trying to like cherry pick, although it's exactly what we're doing. We did get a lot of these wrong, but I think the. But like... that's a given.
1: You know, you guys yeah, 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 no, no, take no, like the, a no, batting average. No, no, habit, no. You no, know no
0: yeah, you're not going to get a lot of these right. Yeah. So I will say. I did not see anything linking the Yankees to Rodon. That's right, baby. Before you said Good that. Boy. the reason you put it in is because yes, sir. if you I mean if you like watch that episode, if you listen to the episode rather, but you were it, like, But I did you have, have like, with my one B though. I have the
1: exit my one B. No, no, sure.
0: Though. But like but like you were like, Oh, I actually I kinda see that happening. Like you as you like thought about it, you were like, Huh. Like I have to i Listen, this is a competition. I I still have to give you credit. Well, sir? You said for Carlos Rodon, you said 170 million over six years. He ended up getting 162 million over six years with the team you said he was going to. Uh, congrats, like bravo. Thank you sir. Like, Thank, I you, sir. Think, like, Thank that, you sir. When that happened, I was like, "There's no fucking." The first thing I thought was like, "Did Alessandro really just fucking snipe this shit from like?" Yeah, I sniped another one too. You did. Um. Uh, which one? Oh, yeah, Danzy Swanson. Right. You said uh, to the Cubs.
1: Yeah, going to the Cubs, $168 million for six years, and he went to the Cubs, one hundred seventy-seven for seven years. You put, yeah. You put five in the notes. Okay. Seven, yeah. Well,
0: seven. Yeah. So, again, congratulations. Um, that is, and if you get the team right, like, we're going to count up the points. But well, like, you had you get, Benny on the money. Yeah. Well, I, the Benny one, I saw a team that had no leadoff hitter, Needs lefties in that outfield. I thought maybe Mitch Haniger made some degree of sense, even though he's not a lefty. But like he's too injury prone. I think you put a, they have a center field and now they have a center fielder, like a true center fielder. Yeah. They have a leadoff hitter and they have a lefty. It made a ton of sense. Um, I had him. Let me just look at the list. I had him going uh for to Chicago for forty five million three years. Dude, got, you got the AV right. I did get the AV right. They wow, over five.
1: that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So Damn, that was better than me.
0: No, I was, I was I was very happy with that. It made yeah. so much fucking sense. I was like, I, I can't believe this is happening, and I, and I didn't see anything linked to him uh, either. So that was pretty dope. Um, those were like honestly the big. Those ones are the ones that we got on the money on the actual like the money, and I, I was proud. Like some of the the ones that stand out to me that made no fucking sense. Are oh wait, like, we both had Trey Turner going to Philly. Yes, we did,
1: and we were both pretty close. So you were closer with the years and the money.
0: Yeah. But Wilson Contreras confused the absolute fuck out of me. I don't understand how we got 87.5 millions with the Cardinals who value defense historically uh, at catcher. He got 87.5 or 87.5 over 5. I said Houston 60 over 3. You said 78 over 4 with Houston. I
1: think I got the I think I got the AV right there.
0: You might have, but um, and like I don't, some of these just I don't, some of these I just don't understand. Yeah, like,
1: I don't, the five years is crazy.
0: But they Josh Bell, I'm just looking at now, thirty three million over two years. He got he got thirty three million over two years, like fuck? total. And I said sixty million over three, I'm dead. which was somehow closer. And you said to San Diego for 130 over five. So God, like
1: wow. I did, I really honestly,
0: I some think some of our predictions made more sense than like what the actual players got, but like yeah. That's the market, baby. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so those are the big ones. I mean, like, obviously, Trey Turner, we got correct. But, like, uh, I said Correa to the Giants, 320 over 10. No, he has not. He has not. Xander Bogarts, uh, you said, going back to Boston, 217 over 7. I said Milwaukee, 240. Or, no, excuse me, Minnesota, 240 over 8. He got Padres, the Padres. Who have like very little money to yeah. spend and didn't need a shortstop?
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, I didn't get that, and also um, the, the offer that Boston for eleven year, years, like
0: joke. yeah. Um, so, and you know, you said we both said the Yankees for Judge. That was that was correct. Neither of Thank us haven't gone to nine. I said Seattle for Nemo. You said Boston. Uh, nobody predicted eight years. So we'll go through these more in depth, um, but we're out of time. That wraps us up. Uh, sure. This is the Loaded Basis Podcast Season 3, Episode 6 uh, you, ha- you know, we're gonna Whore ourselves out here, like, rate, and uh, Subscribe, it'll help our uh, Metrics, and you know, that's the game You gotta play it, so, I'm Nick Wilson This is Alessandro Janeiro. This is the Loaded Basis Podcast uh, Catch us next week